0: Hey, so welcome back to the Lighthouse London podcast. Um, We've got a bit of a first today. We have our first interview in the house. It's Howard Gray. Hello. Hello. So first off, we should probably explain a bit about our relationship. Yep. I'm Tom, by the way. I probably should have said that already. We go back a long way. We do. We were just talking about it just now. And uh, I think the time limit we put on it was low. (laughs) we thought a decade it's, but actually it's definitely
1: double digits it's it's,
0: it's more than 10 years um, it's quite funny actually we we both have been involved in the music industry in the past and uh, I suppose thankfully are out of that now <laughs> or some of us are <laughs> and now a decade or so later we kind of find ourselves in the same arena again we do indeed and now as leading uh Thought leaders, innovators, and uh, entrepreneurs. That's that's what we're doing now. Eh? That's what I'm. That's what I've been told. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so probably let, let's start off with a bit about what you what you do now. Yeah.
1: So at the moment, um, I work with a bunch of different companies. Um, some freelance stuff. Uh, I consult with some companies. Um, also set up my own venture called Roselle Studio, which is a, I suppose, a, an agency slash consultancy with me and a bunch of kind of like-minded compadres who set out to solve difficult business solutions for various companies but particularly those in the creative and technology industries so nice. everything from music companies to hotel chains to early stage tech startups to creative agencies to yeah, various yeah. others so um yeah that's what i'm doing right now um really interested in in startups of all shapes and sizes of course as well
0: yeah definitely that's where we uh we find ourselves talking about this stuff quite a lot of the time um i guess you meet quite a lot of people you do quite of like speaking as well right
1: I do, I do a little bit yeah i think i've probably always. Done it, but just on a more informal basis. But I've started doing it more properly uh, in the last year or so. So um, I've been doing stuff with uh, Escape the City and Decoded and Founders Institute and um, nice. a really great. Um, school in East London called East London Arts and Music Academy which is run by Will from Chase and Status which uh, is yeah, a really yeah, cool. cool music and digital arts school in Stratford so I've, awesome. done, I've done some mentoring workshops there as well which were really fun.
0: Yeah I mean every time we speak I'm always impressed by the fact that you seem to have uh, fingers in many pies and there's always <laughs> something new going on and you're always telling me about some awesome new idea that you're, you're thinking of or have got. got on some, go. some of them are awesome, some of them are less <laughs> awesome but we'll, we'll, get, we'll get into that in a bit. <laughs> Definitely. At the moment this, uh, this month's blog posts and uh, podcasts are talking about Getting ideas going and kind of getting that idea out of your head and into reality. Um, and I know as a man that has many ideas floating through his head all the time, well, first of all, how do you come up with these ideas you've got for for new businesses and, and ventures you want to get get going?
1: Yeah, I, d- I guess I do have quite a lot of ideas. Um, yeah, some are harebrained schemes, some go a lot further. <laughs> I um, wouldn't say that. But um, yeah, when it comes to like having ideas in the first place, I suppose the thing that I find that is the best way of Getting ideas is probably just uh, just being curious. So Mm -hmm. having curiosity about things in the world they can they can seem mundane on the surface. So actually, as an example, when I was just uh, walking over to the offices here from the tube station, um, I walked past um, the traffic lights. There was a lorry going past which had big container on the back from a Chinese company that I'd never heard of before. So. I quickly went onto my phone, searched for it as I was wandering down the street trying not to walk into people and searched for this company and I was just just kind of interested in what it was and why this Chinese container thing was Driving through Southwark on a, yeah, on a Friday yeah, yeah. afternoon, yeah. and discovered this this company that that do minerals and raw materials for, for various different things. And I was just curious about what it was. Sort of thinking about where you know where did this come from? How did they ship it over here? How long did it take? All, yeah. all these kind of things that just got me
0: interested. Yeah, but it's, I mean, there's problems everywhere that need solving, aren't there? So if you're you're naturally in, inquisitive about stuff, then uh, that's a way to kind of stumble across something that might be um might be useful or might be worth exploring.
1: Yeah, I think when you when you start with being curious, you also start thinking about problems that need solving. When you're curious anyway, then you sort of notice the problems a bit more acutely. Yeah. And then you start to think about the solutions almost naturally yeah, off yeah. the back of that. So I find they kind of um, come about at random times. The brain food is this curiosity, the ideas and solutions just sort of appear
0: when you least expect them. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, what the next step from that is how do you how do you get that idea noted down like how are you recording all this stuff i mean i'm useless at that kind of thing like i i have many ideas and they often come at moments when i'm nowhere near anything that could record them so they disappear but i know if we're speaking to you that you don't do that because you've always well, got I, new ideas i,
1: I sometimes miss, i i definitely have got frustrated i missed a few um, ironically i ride my bike a lot in london and it being a big city you have to be fairly aware of what's going on around you and um unfortunately lots of my ideas come when i'm zooming down (laughs) freewheeling down a hill at 25 miles an hour and it's dark and cold so sometimes those ideas it's not really an opportune moment for me to write them down as i'm I'm freewheeling down a down a street somewhere so that there's a problem
0: there's a problem someone someone needs to have a nice nice kind of portable bike
1: notepad of some sort I i look forward to seeing that i'll definitely be buying one um but otherwise um i try and keep a notebook by my bed I know it sounds obvious, um, but genuinely I have woken up at 3 in the morning thinking right. about some obscure you know, bit of curiosity that I've had and this problem or this idea, yeah. and I try and scribble them down. Um, I used to use Evernote. I don't use it anymore. I still think it's a really good tool. Um, there's actually quite a lot in the press at the moment around why they have been perceived to fail. I don't think they've really failed as such, but okay. you know, why they're struggling, yeah, um, yeah. and that was from... Too many features that people didn't need. Right. That's probably another story. But, well, that's, um, I think that's
0: a whole different podcast. That's a whole that different podcast.
1: Time. But I use um, Apple Notes on my phone. I find that a really good way of just quickly jotting stuff down. I'll almost yeah. just jot down the, the the first few words of the idea, and that'll be enough. And then lots of notepads. Uh, I even I still write stuff on the back of my hand sometimes. Yeah, I try and just carry some sort of writing machine um, at all times. I'm
0: always on notes on my phone. You know, I mean, I'm often listening to podcasts and stuff, and and it's slightly different things. These aren't like business ideas and stuff, but you know, I'm always listening to new things, trying to work out interesting ways to market our business and interesting things we can be doing with our clients and you just got to get that stuff recorded you know
1: yeah one of my to like, do's most days now seems to be like distill notes from this meeting or distill yeah, notes yeah, yeah. from yesterday morning when I just scribbled down a bunch of kind of not necessarily closely connected things but just stuff that I'd observed or got excited by or interested in that day so yeah. all sorts of web links and ideas and problems and company names and all, all these kind of stuff and then I spend a bit of time yeah after that um, trying to kind of distill them into various places or you know, make a bit more sense out of them. I usually do that on the computer, so I usually do that on my laptop and store them either in um, Excel is my kind of preferred okay. weapon of choice for that yeah, because yeah. I just like the kind of grid-based lia- layout yeah, yeah, yeah. because um, I can think about categories or types of ideas yeah. or things to follow up or things to park for six months or whatever it is. That's
0: interesting. I'm always struggling with where to save Interesting web links. I mean, like I've got a Bitly account that I chuck stuff into, and that doesn't really work. And you know, bookmarks have been dead for a long time. But yeah, the
1: web links one is is interesting. I find I find that that's still quite tough to yeah. um, have you a you think go someone to. would have solved that by now, you know? Yeah, you know, I remember I remember Delicious a long, you know, quite a long uh, time I ago. I used to use to that, use, to yeah, use that yeah. a lot, but it feels like with lots of those kind of tools. Yeah. People dropped out of them after a while. All the services didn't, didn't that shut
0: down in the end anyway. I think it did. Yeah. I think they
1: maybe sold or got acquired, and then it kind yeah. of ended up getting fizzed, yeah. kind of fizzled out some somehow. So, I do think that's actually still a, a bit of a problem. Well, right on now. my
0: phone, I've just got loads of tabs open, and every yeah, so have I and so I
1: then I have to do tab culling every so often yeah. and go through all of them and read. Well, the, the other, other day my browser
0: crashed and lost all my tabs. So yeah, that happens. <laughs> Sorry, dear, that happens to me a lot. That's good.
1: So the, the the web links thing, I think, is still yeah, that's still tricky. I mean, it's, it's, it's a problem that needs solving, I think, yeah. just the, the amount of See, stuff just there is to in the, the
0: space of a uh, few minutes, we've had two little ideas.
1: When it's not a web link, um, I will tend to drop it into a, uh, a couple of Excel docs that I've got with a bunch of different tabs, um, yeah. and I try and keep, uh, within those Excel sheets, I try and keep just a small handful of categories and boxes, I suppose, of, of ideas within within those. So mm. I don't have like a, a huge monstrous list of hundreds and hundreds of ideas i try and yeah segment them out as much as i can so there's just a handful of things to think about at any one time
0: the next step from there is working out how to organize this stuff and and how to pay attention to ones that you think are going to be you, of use i mean you know ideas should be written down but some are going to be awful right when you when you look back you're going to be like what was i thinking this this is obviously no good
1: Absolutely. And I you know I've I've had tons of ideas that just either don't go anywhere or aren't, yeah. or aren't good ideas or the, or more to the point there aren't problems that need to be solved, which is probably the main thing is that this is a problem that either doesn't exist or yeah. and not enough people have acutely enough and whatever it is, it's usually around the the problem rather than the idea is where the, the problem lies.
0: When you're sort of um, having a look into whether you think this is a good idea or not, do you, do you think it's often quite quick to prove that something's a bit of a go or not or do you struggle with that i mean does it take a lot of work
1: it depends um i think the best ways to measure it um there's a few ways you can do it but i think a good first way is is this something i'd be interested in working on for a, a good period of that's time? that's very true yeah. and then to be honest for me if if the answer's a definite no or a you know a gut saying mmm, maybe not it probably isn't the one for me even if it is a real problem that needs solving and even if it is a, a good and in inverted commas idea if it's not the idea for me then it's probably not the thing but that's to so on. important
0: i mean you know we, we speak to loads of people about well pe- people who come through the door with an idea of something they've they've noticed you know a, a hole that needs filling or a, an opportunity that they've they've spotted but quite a lot of these people don't have a passion for that industry, so you know you're going to be you'll spend a lot of time working this idea up, and you've really got to dedicate yourself to it. If you've got any inkling that you could lose interest, and this is not going to work, right?
1: Yeah, I think I think so. There's I've got uh, probably fifty to seventy pretty decent ideas for companies to solve problems, but yeah. they're just not in the right space that excites me enough, yeah. and I've I've identified them as what I feel are good ideas to genuine problems, but I haven't pursued them because I don't. I don't have that passion where I would want to be working on that solely and be dedicated to it to a number of years. You know, you're going to be working on something for at least a year. If, it, oh, if you're yeah. at least, you know, more like three to five, three. To I think ten three, to, more. Five what most three people to five say, is well. Three to five is three to five is a good a good guide. Yeah. Um, after a year, you'll probably have a feel of whether it's viable or not. Yeah. If, you, if it's going to become something, you need yeah, to yeah. work on it for at least another two to three. Am I comfortable with working on this idea for three to five years? And if the answer is and no, it's probably not the right idea for you. A tool that I use that maybe is quite interesting to think about is um, grading your ideas based on a number of different areas. Mm -hmm. Um, So I have a, again, it's an Excel thing. Um, I think we're gonna maybe turn it into a little product. That's the plan. It uses the Fibonacci sequence. Originally, it used just a scale of one to 10. so yeah, I remember the first one you showed the us. The first uh, version, the MVP yeah, yeah, yeah. was, um, I try and practice what I preach, the MVP was a 0 so to So good, zero MVP, to 10 Excel 10 spreadsheet, it's brilliant. Yeah, and it, it actually did the job really well. So um, I set up um, on one axis a list of criteria that I felt were important to judge whether this idea is worth pursuing or not. And yeah. they ranged from the passion side to the is it a value socially you know do I I feel am I making a difference to the world with this Mm -hmm. um there were the, there were criteria around customers, to people how urgently do people need this? How desperate is their need for it? Um, there were there was aspects around monopolising a market. Can I monopolize a market? Has this market been commoditized already? There's there's a bunch of different areas. They roughly fall into they're I mean,
0: quite varied in, in many ways. Like they're not all about just solving a technical problem or something.
1: No, no. I mean I'd say, I'd say the vast majority are not about technology, it's more around market, customers, the product idea. That doesn't even need to be technical. It's just what the, the idea would sort of manifest itself as, personal passion and competition. Yeah. So those are the kind of main um, boxes the, the criteria fell into. So there's five of them. And within that, I had kind of five different criteria, a few of which I just mentioned. And I graded them from one to 10 in my first version. So i put an idea into this Excel sheet, go through the criteria, mark them one to 10, one being least, 10 being most. And then at the end of it, you get a score. Mm-hmm. You then look at all the ideas you've got and you've very easily got a quick score of, is this worth pursuing or not? I mean, I
0: suppose you wouldn't rely on that solely. Like you need to make a educated guess on certain things and like you're not just going to pick the top one and definitely go with it. But it's, it's a way to help you sort what you've what you've been thinking about.
1: Yeah, I, I use it mainly to sort ideas. If I've got a, a double digit number of ideas that have accrued, so if I've got say 15 ideas for things that all feel okay yeah. if i want to get that into like three to five to do further uh, validation and research on that's how i do it so mm-hmm. i use this little tool to do that and then i go into lean canvas
0: then you'd maybe speak to some customers that kind of thing you'd absolutely that so after, you... that,
1: that's at the point where i'll start thinking okay what could this look like yeah, yeah, and yeah. who would be the people that might use it that yeah. i feel would use it and i will then go find them and start talking to them about it yeah, yeah. and Ask them the right kind of questions to ascertain whether I think it's sure. worth pursuing further.
0: But when you get to that stage, you don't necessarily have to speak to a lot of people. Like you don't have to spend ages doing this, but it does take time. So if you to do it for all fifteen, I mean, there's no point, right? So you need to weed them down somehow.
1: Absolutely. So you know, I go through the kind of passion part first. That's the first question. Yeah. Then I run it through my little tool, very basic. Um, run it through that tool. That usually chops my lots of ideas down to a handful. Mm-hmm. And all of that handful, then I can easily go and find a few people to talk to about each one. Sure. And then that's the point where you can really start validating whether there is whether the idea is, is right
0: for me and right to pursue. You touched on it earlier. You reworked how the grading goes. And what was the thinking behind that? I have.
1: Um, so in December, I went to um, a course on Scrum, which is mm-hmm. a product management methodology, product yep. development methodology. And I went to this, uh, this course on Scrum, uh, Scrum Master Certification. And one of the things that... We did as part of the training was um, building our product roadmap, so yeah. all the features that would go into a product. And the way that we would judge, or the development team would judge how big a piece of work is, is you don't just judge it on difficulty or time. You give it a number, and if you give it a number between one and ten, the numbers that say say you've got one thing that's a five and one that's a six, it's yeah. very difficult to ascertain yeah, the difference there. So yeah, yeah. what is you know how much m- Bigger is a six and a five. It's, just, it's 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 kind of hard to say. It's quite arbitrary. The way that in Scrum methodology, the size of different bits of work are measured is by the Fibonacci sequence, which is one, two, three, five, eight, thirteen, twenty-one. So the two okay, numbers yeah. before it added together. Um, so I found that idea really interesting. And when I was on the course, I, I finally I scribbled down in my Apple Notes. <laughs> when yeah. I get home, I got a, I got to check this against my matrix thing. I went home and and set it up. And obviously because. The gaps between the numbers are much larger. You A have to think a bit more. So you're not just putting six. Yeah, time. I mean
0: it's hard to do between a, a Five and a seven, right? But Yeah, you very
1: funny. easily if you if you use the one to ten scale, you you can very easily just end up putting in loads yeah. of fives and sixes yeah. and a few sevens, which means there's not much to, to yeah. large difference between things. So if you're using this Fibonacci style way of doing it, then you've suddenly got these bigger differences which makes you think more about yeah, the, the the criteria and also you yeah. get a, a more pronounced result with what comes out well, it of it. makes end. you
0: think a lot about the, the very high numbers those are the ones you really want to look out for because absolutely if you're, if you're marking something high then that's very important you know yeah
1: so if you're marking something as say a 21 versus a 13 you know you've got to really think about that because that's yeah. making it far more valuable it made me think a lot more about how i was when i was thinking about the ideas it made me interrogate the idea and the way i was thinking about it much more deeply than just saying oh okay it's a six rather yeah, than a five yeah, or yeah. that's seven. a
0: great way of looking actually i think it's a really really good uh, approach to take so how often do you, you review your your spreadsheet <laughs> that's a <laughs> like a weekly thing or are you just dipping into it now I'm and then usually
1: and... i'm usually in there like every two or three days oh, okay wow yeah to be honest wow. um because there's, there's so much stuff that's going in there yeah so sometimes it can be a bit unwieldy so i've had to you know create a few different versions and there's a few ideas that were prioritized and then have fallen back again i then leave them to to percolate for a while mm-hmm. or i just i just live with them for a bit or i start observe again, I get curious again around the idea and the world around me and start thinking about the existing solutions that yeah, are out yeah, there and how good yeah. are they and again is the is the problem that I think there is, is it really that acute and really that strong? PI tend to be in, the, in that sheet every Every two to three days, kind of adding yeah. new stuff, maybe adjusting my my feeling on yeah, yeah, how yeah. big this market is, how easy it is to get started, all all those kind of things. Do and you ever,
0: ever find that you have things that just like lurk there for ages, that you, or do you have to be strict and kind of get rid of? There's things? a few. I know
1: what I do. There's a few really big ideas that have
0: lurked mm-hmm. um, that are still there, and you haven't got rid of them because you know they're good, but you you can't approach, you can't tackle them right now.
1: I know that I know they're good, and
0: I I can't
1: tackle them right now in some cases also i don't feel the timing is right um there was a really great analogy someone said uh, i can't remember who, I, who it was so i can't attribute it but um <laughs> startups are often like surfing in that you have to wait for the wave if you go too, if yeah, you go yeah, too yeah. early you're too you'll miss it if you go too late you'll miss it yeah, it's all about that timing and yeah. there's some of the ideas that i think are there's genuine problems and the right i've got the right idea for the problem that needs to be solved but the method of execution or the market isn't quite right, which is why they tend to lurk. So yeah, there's yeah, a yeah. handful there that I'm, I'm sort of w- lying in wait for the, the time to be
0: right. Sounds good, man. I wait with bated breath. And that's, that's really interesting to hear about the, the way you go about this stuff. I'm sure there's plenty of people that, that are listening to this who have, um, who have got a similar problem. And I know I have ideas floating around my head, most of which are completely useless, but it'd be nice to have them <laughs> noted down somewhere. Yeah, that's wicked. So I think watch this space A joint partnership coming soon. Brand new tool on the market. It's actually on my list of things to do, which is so long at the moment. It's like, (laughs) you want to talk about lists. this is scaring me at the moment, but it is towards the top of my list to start making in the very near future. I'm pleased to hear it. I don't think it's going to be pretty when it first comes out. But, uh... <laughs> so that's our MVP. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Really good to have you in. Uh, first guest on the Lighthouse Podcast. It's brilliant. Thank you very much. Pleasure. You can find us at wearelighthouse.com. Go and check out all the other blog content. We've got more podcasts to listen to. You can find us on iTunes. Find us on Twitter at wearelighthouse. Where, Howard, can we find you?
1: Find me on Twitter
0: at Howard Gray. That's G-R-A-Y. Uh
1: You can find me on my website, which is howardgray.net. And you can find my company at rosell.co which is r-o-z-e-l dot
0: co awesome i suggest everyone go and checks Howard out he's got lots going on i think we'll have you again sometime soon right yeah i can make that happen for yeah, sure. yeah wicked um until next time people catch you later